to At the Intersection with Boulevard Presbyterian Church. I'm Jeff Schneider, and I am on the line today with Louis Munoz. Louis, welcome to this podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's not your first time. Um, <laughs> and I suspect not I like, my last. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I we, we need to do this together, and I'm glad to have you have you doing it with me today? Um, so today's topic, um, it is, uh, at least when we're recording this toward the end of the year 2020, uh, which I don't know how the next generation in the, the history books uh, will talk about 2020, but I imagine it'll at least get a few, few paragraphs um, <laughs> in world history. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been like personally, you know, taking a few days off and just thinking about how am I doing? How do I want to be doing in 2021? Thinking about our church and how everyone's doing and how do we want to be doing? And just wondering how are we doing at the end of 2020? Um, and maybe that's a question for you. If you're listening to this, how are you doing at the end of 2020? How are you processing this year um, and your life this year? How, if you, uh, if you are a Christian, how is your faith muscle uh, doing right now? <laughs> Does it feel exhausted? Um, does it feel strengthened? Um, just how, how is your faith muscle doing? Um, one, yeah, one, one thing uh, that kind of got me to this topic, um, is I, someone gave me a copy of Edith Schaefer's book uh, called Labrie. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, Edith and her husband, uh, Francis Schaefer, started this, I don't even know what to call it. It's a place um, that people go to. Uh, it's in Switzerland. Uh, Labrie, it's the French hmm. word for shelter. And uh, they started it as a place for people to go and and basically ask questions um, about the faith and about the Christian faith. And I, I'm, I'm enjoying the book. It's, it's autobiographical. It's, it's Edith um, Schaefer talking about their experience and particularly ways they saw God show up, you know? Um, and I, one thing I liked that I wanted to share was the foreword uh, to the book, uh, which her husband Francis wrote. He, he says in this, that the work of Labrie has two interrelated aspects. The first is, uh, well, that, that the first is the work, if you know Labrie, that you probably think of um, first, which is an attempt to give an honest answer to honest questions. Um, so that's intellectual, it's, it's exegetical, it's exploring scripture uh, to look for answers. So that's the first work of Labrie. The second one, the second interrelated aspect, he says, is the demonstration that the personal infinite God is really there in our generation. Um, and he, he goes on to say that that's what this book is about. It's that second aspect, the demonstration that the personal infinite God is really there in our generation. And when I read that, it really grabbed me. Mm. Like, I, I think it, it puts to words what I want for myself, um, that the reality of God is demonstrated and felt and registered deeply in my life, uh, that the reality of God is, is felt and known throughout our congregation, um, for everyone who's part of it. And, you know, and, and also for a broader community, uh, for the Austin Oak Park area, yeah. that the reality of the personal infinite God, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is felt uh, and known in that way. And, you know, thinking about, so that, that's kind of been a prayer of mine since I read that the past few days, that in 2021, God would, would do that work um, in all of our lives. Hmm. 
Um, I mean, they'd be doing both those work, uh, that we'd have the honest answers, the honest questions, but also that demonstrably he would be, his reality would be made known to us. Um, you know, as real as like you are to me right now, Louis, <laughs> when I can, well, unfortunately not be with you in person, uh, but see your image on my screen, uh, through zoom. Yeah. Um, you know, as real as we are to each other, that God would be that real. And I think, you know, the, one of the ways, um, that God makes himself real to us, one of the ways that God accomplishes that demonstration, um, is through his word. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so wanted to talk about that in this podcast and thought, uh, that one way Louis, we could structure our conversation is by using Psalm 19. Hmm. Um, so Psalm 19, it's, it's a Psalm about God's demonstration um, of his reality, um, of his, of his word, you know, declaring that he's real. And it, it, it's kind of, it's divided, the psalm is divided into two parts. Um, the first part is, is what we, we could call God's general revelation. That's kind of, the, the psalm doesn't use that term, but that's the theological term, his general revelation. And the second part is his special revelation. That's what theology calls it. So general revelation is, I mean, the opening line is the heavens declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day by day, it pours out his speech. Night to night, it reveals knowledge. Um, so it's this idea that creation, you know, and it specifically focuses on the heavens and it goes on to talk about the sun. I think it includes, you know, the heavens and everything under them that all of creation by God's design reveals who he is. Mm. So maybe, maybe we could camp out on that for a minute. Like I, I think that's to say, you know, the, and then the second half will be God's word, like the written scriptures, the Bible, um, and special revelation. But this first part is, is a necessary part to how God demonstrates his reality. Like would you, yeah. Like how do you think about that Louis personally? Are there ways you've experienced that in your own life? Yeah. I think there's a lot, especially one thing that I uh, love doing in the past, it would be uh, laying in the grass. Um, my yard is pretty spacious. And when I was younger, um, uh, this is my parents' yard. When I was younger, I would lay in the grass um, and just look up in the sky um, and kind of see the, you know, the sky with the clouds, but through the trees um, and, you know, just smelling the outside aroma um, mm -hmm. and taking that deep breath, that deep sigh and just feeling like, man, it just feels so good. Like just all of this just feels so, it feels so good to be alive. Right. And just taking mm -hmm. in all of the beauty of creation. Um, mm -hmm. Now my, my sister bought her, her kids a trampoline. So I'm no longer, uh, my head is no longer in the, in the uh in the grass it's on the trampoline um and sometimes i'll take a book out there and read and um so that's mm. that's just like the beauty of well jumping or well yeah. lying yeah <laughs> in between it'll be workout read workout read <laughs> yeah um but that's the beauty like i think that uh that creation like it it whets the appetite in a sense to say mm. man there is life is so precious and there has to be something more. Um, and I'm mm. so happy that I can be a part of this experience called life. Mm. Mm, I love how you put that. Yeah. And I, I think that wetting the appetite, like it's not enough, right? I mean, that's why Psalm 19 has a second part about God's special revelation in the Bible. 
but it, yeah, it whets the appetite. Um, and it's, it's a necessary part of how we know God exists, right? Like I, I think for myself, if, if I only had the Bible and had no lived experience, I mean, I can't even imagine that, right? <laughs> like if, if I was a brain in a box, um, <laughs> with only the content of the Bible, like it, I, I don't think I could believe it. Um, you know, I need experience in the world to confirm what it's saying is true. And yeah. And, you know, scripture tells us that there's something in the way God created that declares the glory of God. Um, yeah. you know, like, yeah, for me, I, I do think of a lot, a lot of moments in nature. Um, I mean, I can remember certain sunsets. I'm seldom up for the sunrise, but I, I remember some sunsets where it just felt like, wow, there, there is someone at work, you know, that there, there's a glory in the sunset that speaks to a mind behind it. Um, I can remember once I was living in Istanbul and I was on a jog and it had just snowed and I was on the top of this really big hill overlooking the Black Sea and was just overwhelmed. Like I was awed hmm. by it. I felt really small, you know, and it small, I felt like a small part of it, a glorious creation, but it, to me, like deeply spoke, there's a creator behind this. And it's hard to even put words to that. You know, it's hard to convey to someone else and give them the same experience. Like it, yeah. It's sort of a firsthand thing we need to have. Yeah. Um, the experiences. Um, yeah. Any, any others come to mind under a special revelation? Yeah. Um, sorry, general revelation, the heavens declaring. Yeah. I think, um, I think I, to, a I don't know if it's to a different d degree, but like the creation of the body, right. And being able mm. to, um, I mean, I feel that, I feel that general revelation every time I eat a good steak, you know, <laughs> um, right. or I'm able to enjoy those things. Like, um, it's this also this thing of like, man, this is good. You know, like it's, um, the way the body works, um, the way that, um, the body moves, uh, being able to, um, the way the body aches also, not not always mm -hmm. the positive, <laughs> but also mm -hmm. some of the negatives after a long day right. of work or something. Um, yeah, it points to this like uh, not only the the blessings in the life that is within uh, my lungs, um, but also the pains of like, man, this is a really fragile body that I only have a short moment to to live in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, and I, I think too personally, like humanity um, declares the glory of God to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Genesis one right says we are made in God's image. So if we want to see an image of God, look at another person. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think like God has made Himself very real to me through other people. Like, I can think of moments. Um, recently when I ended up in the ER, um, after an incident, I don't have time to get into right now, <laughs> but a member of our church showed up to me and it, it felt like God's presence, hmm. um, you know, or the, the sort of like faithful knowing love of my wife 
hmm. that she's with me no matter what. Like that, that there's been some some really keen moments where I've been like, wow, this, <laughs> you're mediating God's presence to me right now. Um, hmm. And it's hard to put words to those things, but yeah, I think those those things point like people um, point yeah. me to God. And it, as you said too, Louis, like in also in the pain in the sin in the struggle um, in the absence of life, if we could put it that way. And you know, the way that life is not right, the way it like screams out, you know, for something more, I think also points us to, to the glory of God Hmm. creator. Yeah. So with, with, uh, with this general revelation, what's tricky is everyone has access to it in a sense, right? Like it, we swim in it. It's like the fish swimming in the water. Hmm. And as like the fish swimming in the water, um, sometimes we don't, because it's all around us, we don't really appreciate it for what it is. Um, yeah. You know, or it's, it's possible to behold, behold the sunset and not be odd, you know, to, to not, or to be odd by maybe something else um, than a creator. Yeah. Um, so that, that I think is where also the need for specific or special revelation comes in. Uh, so that's the latter half of Psalm 19. Um, it goes by a lot of names. Like it starts in verse seven. He call, he, he shifts in verse seven to the law of the Lord hmm. is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that, you know, he calls it the law, the testimony, the precepts, the commandment of the Lord. Um, and the things that it does, like when you, it revives the soul. It makes wise the simple. It rejoices the heart and enlightens the eyes. I mean, that, hmm. that stuff sounds wonderful. <laughs> You know, that's like, that's like waking up after being sick, right? Like if you, I think of like, you know, when you're, you have a cold and you don't even realize how bad you feel or how much it's affecting you. Um, but then when you're finally over it, you wake up that morning and it's like, oh, wow. You know, the sun is shining. The birds are singing. Um, yeah. you know, you want like food tastes better work feels much more engaging and exciting. Um, it's a delight to interact in that. It's just like this, this is describing life, like mm. the person in whom God's word has had this effect is alive, yeah. you know, in all the deepest ways. Um, yeah. So, so this is talking about the ways that the Bible, like God speaks to the Bible, um, to wake us up. To, to make us alive. Um, what, yeah, Louis, how, how do you identify with that? Like any, any experiences, uh, come to mind? Yeah, I, um, yeah, this is, a the gift of, of, of this special or, uh, specific revelation of scripture is one that really resonates with my, with my soul. Cause it's the thing that I, honestly growing up in church, um, uh, I think it was this, it was God's word that just changed everything. Um, um, it like turned the light on, like you were mentioning. Um, 
Um, and I think the reason for that, I remember specifically going to a conference um, and it was a conference for youth. It was called Dare to Share. I don't know if you've ever heard of those ministries, um, but mm -hmm. there was a rapper that was one of the speakers. His name is Propaganda um, mm -hmm. and uh, he's a Christian rapper and he um, he was signing uh, signing like one of the, 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 the books that they were giving out. Um, and I remember I went up to him and I had my Bible in my hand uh, and it was a Bible that I barely read, barely used. Um, I was like maybe 15 or 16 at the time. And I asked him a simple question. I said, what what would it take for me to like I said, I feel like I'm on this like conference high, you know, like I'm excited about what's going on. The music was great. The speaking was great. But I I've been in church my whole life, so I know next week. I'm not going to feel this excited. Uh, the music, the band is going to be gone. Mm -hmm. The speakers are going to be gone. And I said, what is it going to take for me to sustain this high? And he said, it's not about sustaining the high. It's just about falling in love with that book. And he pointed to mm -hmm. scripture. Um, and it just clicked. I, I said, you know what? That's true. What, why don't I ever read scripture? And as I began to dig into scripture, like it, it just changed. I felt what. You know, Psalm 19 says, you know, of rev I felt my soul revised. I felt being made wise in the simple. Um, so I think it it's it's that testament of seeing like and it like thinking through things like um, like my own personal sin. Right. Being able to to understand that by reading the words of of Paul that says the 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 law is now a schoolmaster to you um mm. that I, I you would not know that i was a sin to covet unless the law did not say thou shalt not covet um but then in the op in, in in the same like even looking at the words of isaiah and seeing that all of these pains all of these hurts even sickness that i feel where i see man my life is fragile uh what the prophet isaiah says is what he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities that by his stripes we are healed so it makes this like seeing this general re revelation finds its culmination in the special revelation where we see and we make sense and the things are painted together um so whereas when i said if it if general revelation whets the appetite then it's uh this specific revelation that provides us the entire meal that we can mm -hmm. say along with uh the psalmist I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, um, that he makes a, a grand creation. Uh, but mm. more than that, he has given us something to make sense of this grand creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it um, like it pairs right with the, the creation, the grand creation. Um, I wonder if, if it might be somewhat analogous to like I, I can get to know you, Louis, just by being in your presence, by doing things with you, hmm. like I, but if you never open your mouth, like, or like, I mean, if there's, if there's no sort of like verbal communication, like it, it's hard to know your meaning, hmm. um, as well as perhaps all the things that would be hidden to me, like your feelings and, you know, the thoughts of your mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we, we need both. I mean, likewise, if I'm just reading your words or something and I mean, you, you, you could just be like a fictional character, uh, <laughs> to me, like I, I need to have actual lived experience with you. And the same, the same goes with God, right? Like 
that if we if we don't have his words, um, well, I, I think you know in Psalm Psalm nineteen talks about uh, in the last verses, um, who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Uh, David is saying, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Like he, David himself is is very aware. Like God, through your word, um, keep me away from sin. I mean, because sin is as Hebrew says, it's deceptive, right? Like we, that's the, one of the reasons we need God's word, uh, because we might, we might think we can figure out life on our own, but we can't. Yeah. Like I, I think for my own, my own story, um, I had became a Christian, um, in my, when I was 18 years old. And one of the things that I, I came to learn through God's word was that I was a sinner like that there was there was a part of me that just was not right um and how it thought and how it hoped and how it treated people and like when i when i when i was taught that by scripture suddenly my 18 years of lived experience made sense it's like oh yeah that's <laughs> like it confirmed what scripture was saying that is totally true but you know for 18 years that's not that's not how i thought of myself mm really did basically think of myself as a good person. And even as I was starting, uh, to, to be interested in being a Christian, um, it was, it was more about, um, you know, it was more about like having the right thinking, um, on matters of God. Um, but it's when God's, God's word sort of diagnosed me, like said, this is, this is what's going on in you. Um, like you're, you're a fallen human. And suddenly that made sense of life. Um, and it, it helped me to see the reality of my life in a way I never had before and couldn't have uh, without God's word. Like I, <clears throat> I needed that. <clears throat> and, you know, yeah, I, can, I can think of many other times when what finally broke through to me was something from God's word. Um, you know, often in a context of the general revelation of like people caring for me and just like seeing God in other ways in life, but the breakthrough moment for me, I can, I think of it so often happening in experience with God's word, like a period of extreme loneliness. Um, it was a passage in Ezekiel 16. Um, you know, not, and there's nothing magical about that passage, but it just sort of culminated things clicked. Hmm. Um, when I saw God's love for his people, um, as like, you know, basically a man pursuing a woman, uh, it's yeah. expressed romantically, um, and maritally in that passage. Um, you know, it was like, yeah, that is who God is, um, to me. And it, it made sense of my loneliness and it explained the reality of that and gave me hope in it in ways that nothing else had. Mm. Um, yeah. And there's many, many moments that I could point to where it's, you know, this verse, this passage, this, this part of God's of God's revelation through Bible, yeah. um, that that gave me faith, you know, in the moment, and and nothing else could do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so reading the Bible, right? To uh, <laughs> to the um, when it comes, I mean, with both of these things, it takes intentionality. Like I think with general revelation. Um, we need to, we need to have the enlightened eyes, you know, that scripture gives us to see mm -hmm. what's really there, right. To appreciate 
that bite of the steak. <laughs> you know, like it's totally possible to go through life and be like humdrum about even the most glorious things in creation that points to the glorious creator. Um, and with scripture too, um, it's possible, well, one, not, not to read it, um, but also just to read it um, in a humdrum way, you know, where we're not really listening uh, to God's word. So what, let's, let's close talking about that, Louis. Um, what, what, what are some like practical ways that we, we can find help in reading the Bible in particular? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've uh, partaken to um, read the Bible every year since I've, uh, I've come to Christ. Um, but I think it hasn't, um, I think this past year, 2020, uh, specifically the end of 2020, I decided to partake in this journey alongside someone. Um, and I think that's something that has been really, really helpful, uh, for my soul is to, um, to yes, have, have a moment of personal reflection in scripture. Um, but to do that also with someone in community. Um, so for me that what that looks like is different from what it would look like for, for yourself or for, um, someone else listening. Like, um, so my encouragement would be to, to read alongside, uh, for those that are within households to read alongside scripture with, uh, with your families, um, and be able to mm -hmm. discuss those things, um, openly, um, maybe 30 minutes a day or so. And, uh, for my single brothers, like finding another brother to read scripture with, or likewise with my single sisters, like doing the same thing. Um, and because I think it just like, yeah, it creates this ability to see like, like I can read Psalm 19 on my own and likewise with everyone else that is listening to at the intersection can read Psalm 19 on our, our own. But, um, the things that stick out to you, Jeff, um, mm -hmm. um, has been made known in this podcast. Um, and that's, I think the gift of reading in community is you get to see multiple eyes looking at the same words of God, um, and mm. what they're gleaming through in their season and in their, in the moment that they're living in. Uh, and I think that's a reward that is too beautiful to pass up. Um, and it's a reward that is given mm. to us by God uh, to say, relish and commune with the saints and what better way to do that than to talk to to hear god speak to us um in different seasons of of each other's lives mm -hmm. yeah that's great louis i love that i mean that to, to use schaefer's language like the demonstration of the personal infinite god so often like hearing about how god is speaking to through the bible uh, mm -hmm. to another person um demonstrates his reality to us like it, it fleshes out um yeah all all that he is you know perspectives that we may not even think of yeah yeah it also helps um it helps me um just with the discipline of reading the bible too to do it in community mm. so i think i mean there, there are times when reading the bible comes very naturally to me you know when i just i just go to it and read there are other times when it feels like a 10 round fight <laughs> just to like carve out the time and the motivation and the energy and to read and not get distracted with my to-do list, you know, um, like be reading and be thinking of like what I'm eating for lunch or whatever it is. Right. Um, and I, 
for me, like reading the Bible with other people really helps with that discipline. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that could be a great challenge if you're listening to this, maybe um, to think about someone to read Bible with. Um, it could be someone you live with. Um, it could, at, if you're part of a church or if you're at Boulevard, you know, we have, um, we have weekly men's and women's groups, uh, small groups, um, youth group, uh, children's worship. Like we, we try to create smaller places for people to read scripture together. Um, so it could be being a part of a group. It might, if it might be just identifying one or two other people in your life. Maybe during the pandemic you meet virtually, you know, just a lunch a week. Um, and you read something together and, and talk about it. Um, yeah, there are different ways to do it. Um, so community is a help. I, another help uh, for many people is to have a plan, right? Not to uh, just wait for the inspiration to strike, but but to be intentional. And you talk, Louie, about, um, am I right in hearing you that you, since you became a Christian, you said you've had like a, is it reading through the Bible once a year? Yeah. Plan? Yeah. So what, is there, there's so many plans out there, right? There's no lack of uh, resources. People have been really creative and devising plans. You can do a Google search and find some. Are there, do you have a favorite, Louie, or a couple favorites? Yeah, there's one that, um, that I use. It's, uh, it's provided by heart, heartlight.org. Um, and it's just the Bible, uh, chronologically. Um, and, um, but for myself, what I will say that I, what I do is, um, throughout the year, um, I'll, you know, be jumping around in scripture based on like season or even, um, like if, if I have to deliver a sermon, like mm. for Boulevard, um, my sermon reading, my, my Bible reading will also go with, so it allows me to be able to jump around. Um, um, so like I never go straight through, but it's a, just a plan that's organized for straight through. Um, mm -hmm. but that's the one I use. It's called, uh, um, yeah, it's called, it's literally called straight through, uh, by heartlight.org. Um, but in the past I have used, uh, McChaney, um, his, uh, um, Bible reading plan, which is, um, that's, that's for the more ambitious of, <laughs> yeah. of, of readers, but, um, uh, that's one that uh, that I think is one to to go to every every so often, every year, um, every other year or so. But um, yeah, those are the two that I use predominantly. Yeah, yeah, great. And yeah, the the Robert Murray McShaney or McShane, I don't yeah. know how to pronounce it. Me either. <laughs> My Scottish, pitiful. Um, yeah, that. He was, I, I think, a Scottish pastor and devised this reading plan for his congregants. Um, it takes you through the New Testament and the Psalms twice in a year and the rest of the Old Testament once. And it has basically four chapters per day from four different parts of Scripture. Um, and you could do a Google search and find that. We, we can also put links in the description of this episode, some of these plans. Um, yeah, I've done that a couple years. Don D.A. Carson has a... A, a couple of books that are companions to this plan too, which, which yeah, I've, I've read through both those in a couple of years and they're really good too. It's just like one page he writes about one of the passages usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's yeah. also a plan that um, is also devised for personal reading and, mm -hmm. um, and public reading, like with, with households or with, um, with someone else. 
which is why I love that too. And I think the D.A. Carson, it's called uh, Heart of God, right? Or something? Um, looking up at For the Love of God. For the Love of God. I had to look up on my shelf. Yeah, For the Love yeah. of God. Yeah. Yeah, they're available on Amazon and other distributors, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, and I feel like these plans, there's, there's a couple different approaches. One is quantity. You know, that would be the massive multiple chapters per day, uh, try to read through the Bible a year. When it comes to quantity plans, one of my favorites is either like the book at a, like uh, the Navigators. If you look on their website, have some plans. Hmm. One is their book at a time uh, reading plan. And then another, I think they call it the Discipleship Journal plan. Hmm. But those actually give you some days off every month. So you can use those for catch up. Um, or it's like, you know, one of them is a five day a week plan. You just five days a week. And that, that to me is often helpful because I, I sometimes find myself getting behind and feeling, Oh, I can't catch up. Um, <laughs> and then overwhelmed by that. And I just stop, you know, which is kind of silly, but that's sometimes how our psychology works. So, yeah. you don't, you know, if, it, if you find yourself in that situation, what I've done sometimes is just cut the losses and start again, whatever the date is, you know, you can pick it up in the new year. It doesn't matter, or just do it late. Um, you know, you don't have to do it in a year. Yeah, other other ways to read scripture, of course, would be n- less qu- quantitative and more digging deep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you can just pick a book. Um, you know, maybe start off with a gospel, like pick the Gospel of Mark, the shortest, and maybe you read a chapter a day, yeah, um, or a paragraph a day. Um, yeah, and then you know, then maybe, maybe also you can do one psalm a day or one one chapter of Proverbs a day um, as well. Kind of try to vary it up and, and make sure you're reading from different parts of Scripture: uh, history, prophecy, poetry, gospel, epistle. Um, kind of get a spread of the variety of things that got, the variety of genres in God's Word. I mean, one one thing I have personally found helpful too is. It, it often is, can be easy for me. It, it can be hard, but it can also be easy for me just to read a, a, a massive amount of scripture, but to do it without deep reflection and without personal reflection. So for me, the discipline of journaling, like to stop and after I read, maybe just write, it can just be a few sentences about a single verse or a phrase or an image in scripture that often kind of turns into a prayer. I'm praying in response to it that that's, really helpful to me um in terms of just you know the the point of this is not having you know had your eyes passed across words on the page right it's it's to hear uh god's word so to open and close the time with prayer to ask god really to speak through his word to give us ears to hear um yeah yeah is is you know an important ingredient in the process yeah yeah, and there's a there's a great resource with what you were sharing, especially with books. Um, e, uh, Crossway has uh, a line called um, the ESV Scripture Journals, um, mm. where it just takes books of the Bible and it puts the the text on one side of the page and then you know line paper on the other side, so you can actually journal, you know, in the book. Um, and it's um, well, that's something that I've been using for the books mm. that I'm going through. And it's been a tremendous help uh, in seeing that because there's nothing like, you know, putting pen to paper and being able to 
you know, commit those things to memory um, and those observations. Um, so, yeah, I would encourage that as well. That has been a, a great help in my life and one that I will continue to prayerfully do for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great suggestion. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully this, uh, this episode has been helpful to you. We'd love to hear your feedback. And also if you have any um, ways, any practical suggestions um, for what you found helpful in the discipline of reading and hearing God's word, would love to hear that. Uh, let me, let me just close our episode reading a few more verses from Psalm 19 um, about God's word. More to be desired are they, that is God's precepts, God's rules, God's words to us, more desired, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Hmm. And then David ends Psalm 19 with this prayer, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Hmm. Uh, that's our prayer uh, for ourselves and for all of you um, at Boulevard and others listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening.